Thank you for downloading the Beacon Church podcast. We hope that you enjoy today's message and that you find that God speaks to you through it. That I have had families around me who've had children who I've been able to be involved with right through the whole of my life. And uh, so that started off as I say, when I babysat for my youth leaders and then my own peers, so people like Owen and Pauline started to have children and they were very generous in sharing their children with me. And, uh, and so the, the girls would often come and stay with me. I would take them up to London and we would have time out together and I really, really loved it. And as I prepared this word, I realised, you know, we talk about the blessings God gives us. I realised that there has never been a time when I have not been closely involved with young children on a personal level and we think it'd be quite it's quite unusual isn't it but these guys their parent his, so Sam's parents are in their 30s and I'm in my 50s and yet these guys have become really good friends and so because of that they're of an age where they're having young children and so as each set of children that I've been involved with personally have started to get older and out of my my orbit another batch have come <laughs> another batch have come and uh, and I look at some of you as you know young married couples and I think please God this is going to continue (laughs) this is going to continue and I thought I'd before I read the text I'll show you a picture of one of my first classes I think it should be on there it'd be uh, it should be a picture of one of my first classes that I taught after I became a teacher there you go so uh, yeah I was young once there you go these guys are now about 30, or a little bit older than 30. And uh, there we go. So that was one of my very first classes. They were six, they were six years old, and I think I'd, I'd had them for a year then. It looks like the summer, and we were having a bit of a jolly on the field at school. And uh, so, yeah, it's been a great joy, really, having children part of my life. I'm very grateful to God for it. And uh, so we're going to look at the subject of children, And we're going to read a little bit from uh, the Gospel of Mark. So first of all, two, two little passages of Scripture, one from Mark 9 and one from Mark 10. So the first one is Mark chapter 9, verse verse 33 through to 37. And then we'll move on to Mark 10, starting at verse 13. So Mark chapter 9, verse 33. They came to Capernaum. This is the disciples and Jesus. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? You can imagine the disciples are looking a little red-faced at this point. But they kept quiet, because on the way they'd been arguing about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, if anyone wants to be first, he must be the very last and the servant of all. And he took a little child and he had him stand among them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me alone, but the one who sent me. And then Mark chapter 9, verse, sorry, Mark chapter 10, verse 13. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them. Very well known passage. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, 
Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms and he put his hands on them and he blessed them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your precious word and for the picture that it gives us of the Lord Jesus. And this morning we want to pick up something of your heart, your heart for children and your heart for us as you encourage us to be like little children. And so we pray you'll speak to us, you'll shape us, you'll make us more like yourself and you'll fit us for your use. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This is probably one of the most beautiful passages in Scripture, I think. And if we want to see what the Father's heart is like, we look at Jesus, don't we? I don't know if you remember, but in one of the Gospels, Philip, one of the disciples, says to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough. And Jesus says to, to him, you know, like, come on. He says to him, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so when we look at Jesus' life and when we look at the things he said and, did, and did, we actually get a glimpse. We see what the Father's heart is like. And so I want us to just look a little bit at what the Father's heart is for children and therefore what his heart is for us because he says that we are to come like little children. I suppose the first thing is that we can see here that in God's eyes, children have status. In the ancient world, uh, not so much in the Jewish community, but in the ancient world, children were not seen as having any status at all. And in fact, actually, not just the ancient world. It's quite an, a recent thing in our country that children have the status that they do. And if you think back just to Victorian times, it was people like Dr. Bernardo and Lord Shaftesbury and William Booth and George Muller, great Christian guys who began to advocate the status of children. But actually, that wasn't the case in this country, particularly up to that point, and it still isn't in much of the world. But in God's eyes, children have huge status. Children have huge status. The disciples want to sideline them. They want to say, well, look, they're a bit of a distraction from the main purpose of your ministry, Jesus. Uh, children are a bit of a distraction. Let's just, you know, keep them away. But it's so interesting, isn't it, that Jesus doesn't do that. That actually what Jesus does is he makes time for them. And he prioritizes them. And one of the comment picks up that actually these parents wanted to bring their children to Jesus to bless them. But actually Jesus goes a step further. And there are these lovely words where, he says, where it says in, in that chapter in Mark 10, he took the little children in his arms and blessed them. And that takes a bit of time, doesn't it? Can you imagine it? Can you picture it? The whole sort of sitting on the knee, the conversation, the eye contact, the blessing... This wasn't just a quick, let's get this over and done with so we can get to the adults. Jesus gave 
priority and time to children. And we have to be very careful, particularly when we're building church, when we're involved in in growing stuff and growing ministry and all the things we want adults to be involved in, that actually we don't fall into that trap of sidelining children, of seeing the kids' work as just something that keeps them occupied while we do the, the main stuff with the adults. Jesus is very, very firm about that. He is indignant when we do that. And so we have to be very careful to make sure that we are prioritising children in our church family. Jesus approves of parents bringing their, their children to be blessed. He approves of it. He commends it. Do you know the thing that I thought also when I was looking at this? He doesn't delegate it. It would have been so easy for him to have said to one of his disciples, yeah, okay, look, it's valid. They need a blessing. Yeah, um, Peter, you can bless the kids for us, and I'll, I'll stay with the ministry. You can bless the kids. But he doesn't do that. Jesus doesn't delegate it. He does it. He does it. He values children hugely. He is indignant when they are discounted or turned away. They are part of his agenda and worthy of investment. Now, the other thing that he does from this passage, which I think is really lovely, is he, he models tenderness to children. And Jesus was, in human terms, a single man with no kids. He was a single man with no kids. If you're a single man with no kids, or if you're, if you're single, you don't have kids... You know, sometimes people will say, oh, I don't do kids. I don't know, I don't do kids. And now actually, Jesus models something there for us. That children are worthy of our attention and our focus. They are worthy of, of our focus, of our everything that we have. Kids are worthy of it, Jesus says. So if you're tempted to think, oh, kids, a bit of a distraction, maybe one day when I have my own or that sort of thing. No, they are worthy of our attention. They are worthy of our focus. And part of the joy of being part of this family is that you and I have the opportunity to focus on other people's kids as well. We have the opportunity to serve parents who've got kids And let me encourage you to do that. It's probably one of the things that was quite big in the church I grew up in. Um, You know, people, we babysat, and we didn't charge for it. It's funny, I've babysat for a few people uh, more recently, and they've said, oh, do you charge? Charge? No, I don't charge. (laughs) No, I don't charge. Um, And it was just common. We did it. We babysat. We we looked out for each other's kids. We, we took them and, and, and took them for a day so parents could have a break. Let me encourage you to do that. If you don't have children and you know others that do, I tell you what, from their perspective, having a day just without the kids when they can be on their own is just like, it's massive. It's massive. You don't realise it until you've got them. Until then, you suddenly you realise, wow, this is massive. And to have somebody's children overnight, well, that, I tell you, that's enormous. And I've done that before for people, and yeah, I mean, that's enormous. If you are a parent with children, trust your children to other people. 
Do you know, we live in a society where we are, we are troubled about doing that sort of thing because it's so in the press, isn't it? And there have been huge abuses, and we mustn't downplay that. But can I just say that through the centuries there have been huge abuses? It's just we know about them now. It's just that they come to light more. And thank God that they do. Thank God that it's now unacceptable. And it's morally unacceptable for our nation for this sort of thing to happen. And we, and we get up in arms about it, and so we should. And for a long time we didn't. We just said, oh, well, you know, just ignore it. But it's always, always happened. So don't let it frighten you. Don't let it think that every, every single man who wants to look after your child is a potential paedophile. They're not. Of course, you've got to have good boundaries and you've got to, have, you've got to be sensible about it. But if and when you have children, find people you trust, who love your kids, who you know engage with them. And if they say, do you want me to look after them? Then share your kids. It's been one of the biggest blessings of my life. I'm grateful for it. It's interesting. Paul and I were just talking about it last week. She was saying, I, I don't know how you did it, how you had our three girls. I don't know how you, you know, I don't know how you did it. I was just talking about it last week. And she couldn't quite believe me when I said, oh, but I used to look forward to it. I used to love it if I had in my diary, I've got, I've got the girls over the weekend, they're coming to stay. Because the thing is that when you don't have kids all the time, you can devote yourselves to it. <laughs> and you get to give them back. You know, you, and so when I had the girls, when I used to have the girls, and now when I have other friends' children, so I, sometimes I have Sam and Tim overnight, when I had the girls... I, I would write off anything else in my diary that weekend. Now, as parents, you can't do that because everything else still has to carry on. But for me, I knew it was coming up, and so that weekend was a write-off. And I devoted myself to the kids. Of course, the other spin-off for that is that they sometimes they love me more than they love them. Because <laughs> I did lovely stuff with them, and I spent money on them, and I took them up. <sighs> When we go to Phil's, they used to say, we have Marks and Spencer's food. <laughs> yeah. And now I always make sure that if I've got kids, I take chocolate. Always. And I've always got chocolate when I go and babysit or do anything like that, because it makes them love you. <laughs> no, that's not really why I do it. Um, so... But, but do, share your children. Let me encourage you. Some of you have children. Some of you don't have children yet. Some of you will have children. Some of you don't have children but would love to share children. Do it. It's a huge blessing on every, every score. It's a blessing for the children. It's a blessing for the parents. It's a blessing for the one who's able to do it. It's wonderful. Let me encourage us as a church to do that, to look out for each other in that way. Do you know what else it does? It means that you have ongoing relationship with those kids. Uh, and sometimes that means that you can have conversations with them that it's difficult for their parents to have with them even. Now, there are times when I, you can sit down with a, a child who you've known from childhood who's going through a difficult period or whatever, and there's always there's been that, been that connection, so you have permission to speak into their life. Say, do you know what? I'm just, I'm just wondering about that. It's ongoing. So 
So can I encourage you, if you think to yourself, I don't do kids, well, let me lovingly encourage you to do kids because Jesus does kids. Mm -hmm. Jesus does kids. The other thing that Jesus says, which I really love, is he says that if we welcome children, we welcome him and we welcome the Father. You know, it's a bit like when he talks about if you give a cup of cold water to, to somebody, you're giving a cup of cold water to me. If you care for the poor, it's like you're doing it to me. When we welcome children, we are welcoming Jesus and we're welcoming the Father. Uh, on Friday, Sheree and I visited um, a church that's changed the way it does its children's work. And uh, we're, we're just looking at how we do our children's work at the moment. And so we went to visit this church that's, that two years ago changed the way it did its kids' work. The lady who, who now runs this, she was, well, she, we couldn't stop her talking for a start. She was just passionate about it. And what she said was, she said, it's transformed me. Never mind the kids. And she told us some wonderful stuff about what was happening with the children. But she said, oh, it's transformed me. She said, talk to my husband, he'll tell you. It's transformed me. Do you know what? There's reward when you work with children. There's reward when you give yourself to children. You are welcoming the Father into your life. You are welcoming Jesus. It's like he says, do you know what? If you do that, I'll increase the intimacy of my relationship with you if you give yourself to children. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. You can learn such a lot from them. And that's what I guess I want to move on to this last part of the talk. Is I hope you've picked up from that what we've said already, that the status of children is so important and giving yourself to caring for children is so important. But also the, the other part of what Jesus is saying here is actually there's stuff for us to learn from children. There's stuff for us to learn. So let's look at a few things. I've just brainstormed in my head. I thought... I thought about a child, I thought about Sam, and uh, when Jesus said that he brought a young child and he stood the child among them, and the word translated for little child is also sometimes translated as infant or baby, so this was a really young child, it was a toddler that he brought to stand in the middle of the disciples and said, right, look at him, it was a toddler, it wasn't, it wasn't a, an older child, it was a toddler, so... Um, now here's another one of Sam. Isn't that a great one, isn't it? Just, isn't, he, he's just, isn't he just gorgeous? I tell you, he is lovely. I'll just tell you one story about Sam. I had, I, we, you know, we didn't have a service on Christmas morning uh, here, so I went with uh, Brett and Joe to, to their church for a Christmas morning. And, uh, and Joe was playing the piano and Brett was up front, and so I had the boys. And uh, I had Sam and... Uh, and uh, so I picked him up because he wanted to be held for a moment. And uh, so I picked him up and uh, he nuzzled his face into my shoulder like that for probably about oh, a good five minutes while we were singing. And I was holding him. I thought, oh, this is rather sweet, isn't it? This is lovely. Uh, what I had failed to remember was that Sam at that moment was also eating a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> and so when I put Sam down, I had the biggest brown, wet splodge all over my Christmas Day shirt, you can imagine. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a talking point, I have to say, amongst everybody that I then met after church. But, yeah, I don't know. 
Anyway. Okay, so let's just look at a couple of things about children that perhaps we can learn from. When Jesus says, okay, look at a child, that's what the kingdom's like. That's how you're to approach the Father. Let's have a look. Utterly dependent. They are utterly dependent. Okay, Sam doesn't bring anything to the equation except, well, he brings that. He brings that. And that's great. I love that. That's, do you know what? That's enough. That's enough for the Father. Do you know what? His heart strings are tugged by you when you come to him dependent. So often we can come to God and we can think, I've got to come like I know, I know a bit about it. I know a bit of stuff. I've got, I've got to, you know, no, don't, don't do that. Do you know what? God's heart strings are tugged when you just come to him like that. Oh, I haven't got anything today, God. What have you got for me? Come to him dependent. Expectant. Expectant. You know, if Sam comes, if I'm looking after Sam, he'll bring his cup and he'll look at me and he'll say, juice. <laughs> juice. And he expects I'm going to give him juice. And do you know what? I'll give him juice. <laughs> I will. I'll give him juice and chocolate and many other things and then I'll give him back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and so, um, yeah, expectant. Come expectant. But God's going to give. He's a generous father. When, when Jesus puts a little child in the middle, not only is he saying, you become like this, he's saying, oh, and this is how the father feels about you when you come like this. This is how he feels about you. His heartstrings are tugged. Come expectant. Relentless. <laughs> your parent you'll know this already but children are relentless one of the things that I'm doing at the moment because I'm not teaching at the moment I'm one and one of the things that I'm doing is I'm doing some research for the Department for Education and this involves going to nurseries and I have to sit and watch what's going on and I have to circle lots of numbers and the one thing I'm not supposed to do is engage <laughs> I'm not supposed to engage with the children and uh, every single place I go to, there's at least one child who latches on to me. Every one I've gone to so far, there has been one. And I'll tell you about one in a minute. But they are relentless. <laughs> so I sit in the corner in the most unobtrusive spot I can possibly find on a tiny chair with a folder with a... I'm looking quite smart. I've got a lanyard on. You know, I'm not looking interesting for children at all. And I sit and I've got my folder and I think, don't engage, don't engage. And I do my best, I don't engage. But I tell you what, they are relentless. They are absolutely relentless. They will come with toy trains, etc., and they have before just put them on my folder. You know, almost, <laughs> play with me, come on, do it. And I'm trying not to engage. <laughs> They're absolutely relentless. I had one little boy, and his name was Luca, and he was, he was Albanian, or his parents were Albanians, he didn't speak English, and he was quite new to this nursery, he was, he was two, and uh, bless him, he um, carried around an empty um, packed lunchbox, you know the little packed lunchbox his kids take to school, he had like a Thomas the Tank Engine packed lunchbox, he had no packed lunch in it because he went home at lunchtime, but this was, like his, <laughs> this was like his comfort blanket, so he walked around all the time with his... Pat lunchbox, okay? 
Luca didn't talk to anybody, uh, probably because he couldn't speak English, but he didn't talk to anybody, and he was very shy. Anyway, I sat in the corner, and Luca comes and sits next to me. And we don't talk, and I, and I think... And I tell you, and I think, don't engage, don't engage. <laughs> I mean, he is just, he's just delightful. But he just sits there. And then I have to move at this point to go and see what's going on in another part of the nursery. So I stand up and I move and I go and sit in another part of the nursery. And Luca stands up and moves and comes <laughs> to the other part of the nursery and he sits next to me. And uh, we sit together and Luca doesn't talk and I don't talk. And, I, <laughs> and I'm desperate to engage. And then the children start to go outside. Janine can identify with all of this, can't you? Because Janine works in a nursery. So Janine's thinking, oh, this is like my day job. Um, and so, so then the children go outside, most of them, not all of them, uh, but most of them go outside, and part of my job is to go outside when they go outside and see the sorts of things that they're doing when they're outside. So I get up and I put my coat on. In fact, no, I don't do that. For, for a while, I think I'll stay inside and just finish off. And the, the staff say, oh, Luke, could you want to come outside? And Luca doesn't come outside because Luca would stay sitting next to me. So then I say, shall I go outside? And they say, yeah, you go outside. So I put my coat on and I think that's okay because I can circle some of my numbers. So I go outside, Luca comes outside, Luca stands next to me for a little while and then Luca begins to edge away because he sees a scooter, you see. He wants this scooter. He begins to edge away towards the scooter and I'm thinking, great, good, good, good. And Luca edges away, he gets the scooter and then he begins to move away on his scooter. He's checking I'm still there. And then after a while, he's fine. He's absolutely fine. He's on the scooter. He's not looking at me anymore. He's moved away. He's having fun. He's laughing a bit. I've finished circling my numbers outside. I think, right, I can go back inside now, do a bit more. So he's fine. I think, fine. So I go back inside. So I go back inside. I sit in my corner, carry on circling my numbers. There's a little kerfuffle at the door. There's a little kerfuffle at the door. And in comes one of the nursery workers holding a crying Luca. He looked for you and he couldn't find you, she said. <laughs> However, Luca is not pleased with me. So she puts him down and I'm expecting Luca's going to run over. No, Luca just stands and looks at me from a distance. And you can tell he's not happy. Oh. Anyway, in the end, he does come back. And uh, it gets to carpet time when they're supposed to sit down for a story. And Luca won't come because he's sitting next to me, so I have to go and sit on the carpet with the children for the story because then Luca will come and sit on the carpet for the story. I tell you, he was relentless. In the end, we went back out in the garden again. In the end, he's sitting next to me, and I can see he wants to touch this thing that's on the fence. He wants to look over the fence. He's starting to climb up on the table. He's looking at me. I just shut my folder, put it down. I said, oh, blow it. I picked him up and let him look over the fence. And, in, and we started to engage. I don't forget it. Engage. Because he was relentless. And I could have taken him home. I could have taken him home. Do you know what? We should come to God like that, Relentless. Absolutely relentless. He loves it when we're relentless. He invites us to come in that sort of way. Do you remember when he says to, um, he tells the story about the, the widow who's going to an unjust judge and the judge doesn't care about the widow and the judge doesn't care about God, it says. But in the end, the judge grants the widow what she wants so that he can just get her off his back. 
And Jesus uses that as an example of saying, keep coming to God and don't give up. Because actually, God's nothing like the unjust judge. God loves it. So be relentless. Be relentless with God. Keep coming back. He loves it when we're relentless. Trusting. Utterly trusting, children are. Completely and utterly trusting. Authentic. Do you know what? You don't get any flies on kids. They will just tell it how it is. You know, this week I was at a nursery visiting again, trying not to engage. This little girl comes up, and you see I've got a little mole on my face there. She says, what's that? What's that? (laughs) I tell you, they they just say it how it is. They don't cover it up. They don't make it nice and polite. They don't just think it. They say it. Be authentic with the Father. Do you know what? It says in the Psalms that he knows you anyway. He searched you and he knows you. You don't need to wrap it up in nice spiritual language. Do you know one of the best ways that you can come to God like a child is to work your way through the Psalms? Because that's exactly what the Psalmists do. They say it as it is. Do you know, I think the Psalmists come like children to God. It's a lot we can learn through working our way through the Psalms. Let me encourage you to do that. Impressionable. They are impressionable. Now, we use that word impressionable quite often in a negative context, always very impressionable, you know, be impressionable, be careful what you do around him. And, and actually, I think that there is something in that. We do need to be very careful how we are with children. They will model it. They will do what they see. The worst thing for a teacher is when the children begin to play at sitting at the front with a little group around. Sometimes they'll do this with young children. If you're the teacher and you move away, and sometimes if they've got a minute, they'll, one of them will sit on the carpet with a book like that and they'll have a little group of three in front of them and they'll be playing teacher. And when they do things like say, sit down on your bottom, that's not very nice, is it? You think, oh, gosh, that must be what I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> They're very impressionable. They pick up stuff. But actually, do you know what? God wants us to be impressionable when we come to him, to allow him to impress upon us his ways. Come to him innocently, willing to, for him to set his impressions on you. Come impressionable. Inquisitive. Do you know what? Kids are just so inquisitive. They are into everything. There's been loads of research about children's brains. And in the first four years of life, it's like a powerhouse as this thing develops. It's amazing what happens, which is why those formative years are so important and why actually if it goes wrong at an early stage, it's really difficult, apart from the grace of God, to put it right later. Those first four years, like, it's like a, a power station in here. It's one of the reasons why kids need good nutrition is because the brain is so thirsty for nutrition in those first few years because it's so busy, because it's using up so much of the body's energy inquisitive. Do you know what? You can come to God inquisitive. Lord, I don't understand that. What what do you mean when you say that? Inquisitive when you come to the Lord. Last one. Accepting. Accepting. Do you know, children are just really just, they're just so open accepting. If you tell them, oh, it's like this, they say, oh, is it? Okay, then. They're accepting. They accept people. They accept ideas, they accept instruction, they're like sponges, they're accepting, they're accepting of people, they're so trusting and accepting, do you know that? 
it's, it's one of the lovely things about working with young children is that they will accept you pretty much straight away. Unless there's something that's happened to them which makes them wary of you. And that's tragic when that's happened. But in the main, children are utterly, utterly accepting. It's just lovely. I think of Dave and Lisa's little one, who I've not known for very long, and yet she'll quite happily in Christ just come to me. Just accept him. Oh, here's a nice man. Oh. Mummy and Daddy won't ever put me in the company of nasty men, so this mum must be all right. Great. Okay, I'll come to you. It's lovely. Children are so accepting. Do you know, we, we can come to our father like that, utterly accepting of everything that he will do and bring because his intentions to us are always, always good. When we come like children, I think we tug at God's heartstrings more than any other way. But there is just one thing, and that is that actually sometimes children aren't that pleasant. Let's be honest. <laughs> sometimes they're disruptive and annoying and disobedient and messy and rebellious and rude and not very pleasant. But parents still love them. And God still loves us when we're like that. He does love us when we come to him and we're now smelling, smelling of roses, you know, like you've got that newborn baby and you smell their hair and it's, it just really smells nice. You think, oh, it's lovely. He loves us when we're like that. That's how he sees us. But he also loves us when we're rebellious. And in Isaiah, God talks about the fact that he says that even though a mother might forget the child at her breast, I will never forget you. What's the likelihood of a mother forgetting the child at her breast? Well, it's pretty much zilch, isn't it? And he says, even though that might happen, I will never forget you. That's how God views us when we are his children. So let's come to him as children. Let's value children. Let's give them status. Let's not like, be like me. Let's engage. Let's engage with children. And let's come like children. Amen. You're going to pray? Am I going to pray? You're going to pray? I'm going to pray. Let's pray. Our Father, we again are grateful to you that we can come like children. It's just it's so simple. It's such a simple thing to be able to do. And so, Father, this morning I pray that if there are any people here today who just know that actually perhaps some of those things they need to work on, they're not coming to you expectant at the moment or trusting, they're not impressionable, they're not prepared to allow you to shape or they've just found that they're a little bit unaccepting, whatever it might be, Lord, I pray that you will help all of us to come to you every day as little children. And I pray you'll also help us as a church family to value and honour our children, to give ourselves to their nurture. Lord, we know that when we train them up uh, in the fear of the Lord, when they're old, they won't depart from it. And we pray that we will give ourselves 
to caring for and nurturing one another's children, that we will truly be your family and that your blessing will be on our children. And so, Father, we pray now that you'll go with us. We thank you that your eye is upon us, your fatherly, tender eye as we leave this place is upon us. We thank you that we are utterly safe, that we can make ourselves completely vulnerable in your presence because you will never allow anything to happen to us that is not for our good and your glory once we belong to you. Uh, So be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You have just listened to a Beacon Church recording. If you would like more information about us, our vision, the team or upcoming events, please visit our website, which is beacon-church.org. You can email us at office at beacon-church.com or find us socially on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You are welcome to share this recording as you wish, but please do not make any edits without express consent. Thank you.